Hey everyone, this is the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate, brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. This episode is brought to you by WinView Games, the nation's sports prediction leader and home for pre-game and live prop contests. You can play against your league mates, you can play against your family, your friends, go ahead and play against your co-host, and finally settle the debate on who knows their stuff best. And this week we are going to be covering the Patriots versus the Falcons. Now go ahead and go over to WinView.tv slash doc and get your $100, first $100 deposit matched. $100 deposit match. That's a lot of money. That's why I can't wrap my words around it. It's a lot of money to get to put a match. Go ahead and head over there. Again, winview.tv slash doc and get that match deposit. Date, how are you doing? Match deposit, match deposit, match deposit. You want to say it five times fast? You know, to be fair, I do have a lot to say, so I don't feel bad that I tongue tie it sometimes, but... It's okay. I mean, I, you wanted to do the reads. I'm like, you, I mean, it's all you. I... I always mess it up with a script. I'm more of a ad lib fly off the handle type of guy, but uh, I don't know if we've ever actually settled a debate on this. I know that that's in the script, but <laughs> have we ever settled a debate? Like what's the one thing that we can agree upon? Uh, that Braveheart's like both of our top five movies. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom. Yes. Anyway, we nail it on that. Um, but everything else, you know, is kind of, up for debate. <laughs> little hit or miss. Um, let's talk a little bit of week 11 stuff before we get into the Thursday night game. I do think this is going to be an interesting one just because the Falcons have been up and down, but a lot of down. So this could be unlike most other Thursday night games this season that have been pretty good. I would say most of our, the Thursday night matchups this season have been pretty fantastic. They have. They've... Um kind of a change of recent years where I felt like the Thursday night was always a clunker, right? Or it was like yeah. a bad matchup that you weren't really looking forward to. This one, even though it doesn't feel like it has the high-powered offensive star power that you like, but it's two interesting teams that are playing pretty good football. I know the Falcons just got the, the brakes beat off them against mm -hmm. the Dallas Cowboys, but, um, you know, Matt Ryan's been kind of up and down. One week he looks great, the next week he's, you know, puts up a dud and it's kind of an interesting way for him to try to figure it out without without Calvin Ridley. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely been hit or miss. But let's talk a little bit about your Bucks because I know that they just lost to the Washington football team. This uh, is their. Why you got to bring it up? Because I know you're going to end up bringing up my Steelers at one point, and I don't have a leg to stand on there. So let's just go ahead and talk about your Bucks, your Super Bowl champion Bucks. Uh, can I lead that way? Does that? That's better? fine. That's fine. All okay. right, now I, feel I made it better. I made it better. They are on a two game losing streak, however, and they. Are playing the Giants. This is the week they definitely are going to shake that, I feel, because I think that when Brady gets into a slump, you don't want to get Brady angry. This is something I've learned over the years. You don't want to see Brady mad because Brady's going to come back and he's going to win. Are you trying to make an Incredible Hulk reference? It feels like that. that's where you're kind of going with that. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, that's where I, I took it. <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> anyway, uh, Buccaneers should be able to handle their business against the Giants. But the, the concerning thing is, is that Washington wasn't really a good football team, right? Or at least I don't consider them a very good football team. Um, and then you're kind of taking a look at the fact that the Bucs had a bye. Like they were just coming off of a, a surprise loss to the New Orleans Saints, who were without Jameis Winston for like two and a half quarters of that football game. And Trevor Simeon came in and was respectable and actually ended up beating Brady and the Bucs pretty handily. And then they come out of a bye, flat, turning the football over. Like, I mean, what? Uh, it's hard to figure out. It was it was very head scratching. And even the Washington football team was out without Chase Young. And and the Giants 
are not speaking of teams that their records don't really reflect how competitive they've been uh, during the season. Giants have been a pretty competitive football team, even though they've been incredibly banged up on the offensive side of the ball. So if the Bucs don't show up again, they come out flat again, they could absolutely get got by the Giants. But I, I, that being said, I expect Brady to not lose three straight. No. I expect Bruce Arians to come ready and prepared uh, and the Bucs to kind of, you know, show us the remind us that that they're the team that we all thought they were. Yeah, no, I definitely think that they're going to they're going to come out strong against the Giants. I just I have the feeling like Brady's not going to have three down weeks in a row. He he just can't. Um but I also feel like this is uh the Giants defense can be beat. Um I do think that also had Brady had Gronk last week, I think that he would have ended up being able to save the day like I feel like when he gets into this mode and it's just some stuff is not working he kind of goes back to OG Brady and all he needed was his guy there if he had Gronk being able to get open in the end zone he would have been able to throw a couple to him he would have had three catches with two touchdowns and something like 30 yards something short but it would have been able to save the day so I think that that also sucks that he doesn't have Antonio Brown he doesn't have Gronk so that's kind of been trying to get past that hump as well. So I could hear you, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give Brady an excuse. I mean, the Washington football team's secondary was given all kinds of yards all season long. And you still have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and I actually think a, a couple other nice pieces, including some other nice pieces at tight end and yeah. um, you know, Leonard Fournette coming out of the backfield. No, 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 no. I'm not giving him a pass. I I, I even though Gronk um clearly is not 100% healthy. Antonio Brown's still out of the lineup. Come on, you still got two Pro Bowl wide receivers. And yeah, Jalen Darden's weird interception that kind of just shot up into the air. That wasn't Brady's fault. There was one that was Brady's fault like a couple possessions later where he airmails it to Mike Evans. It's not even anywhere in the name, same zip code. No, I'm not giving him a pass. This team has to play better. They have to take better take better care of the football, and I believe they will against the Giants. I'm just laughing so hard because, for the record, I was trying to be nice to your Bucks. No. I was trying. If just for the record. Them, if you're going to bring them up and if you're going to yank the lion's tail, then you're, you're going to hear me roar about this I was this being game. nice. I was being nice. For the record, everyone, you can tell I was being nice. Oh, okay. Now you're going to the other – you're going to yeah. the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, this is not like the heel and the, the the baby face of the WWE right here. I'm not going to get booed and you get cheered. Actually, that's how it always goes. Anyway. Anyways, like, on the other side of the ball, how do you feel about Daniel Jones this week? I mean, the Buccaneers defense is one that can be got if you're able to handle the blitz. And I, I think Daniel Jones will be serviceable. I think that they'll come up with some big plays. I mean, even – you rewind, I think, to last season when the Bucs played against the Giants and Danny Dimes had a ton of opportunities down the football field and just flat out missed wide open touchdowns. So if Todd Bowles decides to dial up the pressure against Daniel Jones again, try to heat him up because he has in the past been a little bit careless, lackluster with the football, um, it's really anybody's guess. I do think he'll make some plays, but I also do think the Bucs defense will force at least uh, two turnovers. Yeah, 
So two turnovers. <laughs> two. At least two. All right. Well, I do think that it does help having the majority of their receivers healthy. Sterling Shepard is still questionable. Um, so it's not 100% that he's going to be playing this week. But they've got Kadarius Tony, They've got Kenny Galladay. they got Darius Slayton. They've even got John Ross. So unlike most weeks when you look at the receiving core and just see little red blips next to everyone's name, they do have the majority of their pass catchers healthy, which I think will help them a lot. It kind of muddies the water if if uh, Shepard plays because him and Tony have similar skill sets, in my opinion. But Definitely. if Shepard's on the shelf, I do like Kadarius Tony this week. No, I agree. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Washington football team because they're going to be playing against the Panthers. And the Panthers are probably going to, probably, they're definitely going to be starting Cam Newton this week. Last week, we saw just a little bit, little micro, tiny window of Cam Newton. But in that window, we got two touchdowns, one rushing and one throwing. So that definitely was encouraging. And I think we could all see what the Cam effect did to the morale of that team. Yeah, it's what we got last week. You know, when you go, when you used to go trick-or-treating, right? And you would get these full-size candy packs. Well, this one was like the little fun size, the bite size this version. This was a fun size cam. You get, yeah, you get the fun size cam. Um, it was honestly, it was kind of one of the cooler things to see him come back, though, and yeah. immediately make an impact. Like, what, first play that he re-enters as the team that – invested in him and kind of helped make it build his NFL legacy with the Carolina Panthers comes in, scores a touchdown, rips his helmet off. I'm back. You know, like and I, yeah. you feel that like you kind of, yeah. you kind of feel how that went because I thought he actually had a really good preseason with the Patriots. It just turned out that they invested in Mac Jones. They wanted to move forward with Mac Jones. They did. That's fine. Yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. Cam kind of knew he was on borrowed time in new England. Yeah, this was an unexpected reconciliation between the Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton. I mean, you rewind the clock to like the beginning parts of 2020. Did you ever think where that Cam would ever wear a Carolina Panthers jersey again, in particular no. with Matt Rules, the head coach? In in terms of a bad breakup, this was the ugly, ugly, ugly breakup. A very, very ugly breakup. So it was really exciting. Again, I agree to see him come back and, you know, not only to score twice, but to really rally the troops. You saw him on the sidelines with the team. Like the team was already like, like this was already his locker room as soon as the game started. Oh, yeah. um, and I'm sure as soon, as soon as he walked into the building. But what I also really, you know, loved seeing was in the presser after um, Cam was a very humble Cam. <laughs> I felt compared to other cams that we've seen before and that, you know, I just be really back and he's like, well, you know, this time last week I was just eating cereal. Like that's, it was, it was a funny, it was a funny cam, but it was also just like, you could tell he was, he's not going to waste this opportunity. The humility that can hit some people when they lose their job. Right. Yeah. I mean, like Cam Newton probably thought originally he was going to retire as a Carolina Panther. I mean, think about everything that he's given that organization since they drafted him number one overall in 2011, right? I mean, yep. he's been – I think he's a Hall of Famer. I, I Personally, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I, do I think he's first ballot? Probably not. But he's still someone that's a fringe Hall of Famer that's had a great NFL career. And you can make an argument that he's the best dual-threat quarterback the league has ever seen. Yeah. And all those things being considered, he was cut. He was let go. I mean, yeah. no one wanted Cam Newton for a, an extended amount of time. And then that was reconfirmed when the New England Patriots drafted Mac Jones in the first round and cut him in the preseason despite him playing well. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're Cam, you probably went, what the hell do I got to do? I mean, it's like, uh, but he gets a second chance. And I think that it kind of puts 
it's really given him some time to put everything in perspective. Um, so I agree when you, when you get your, when you get another shot and you know how much it means to be able to play the sport you love, you're kind of seeing that manifest itself on the football field. Definitely. And I mean, in terms of players that are, or fantasy managers that are looking and wondering, you know, what does cam mean for Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey is going to still be Christian McCaffrey. He was successful with him before. He's still going to get some really quick, short passes, red zone looks. Cam's going to run a couple in. He's not going to run them all in. He's going to use Christian McCaffrey because he is their main guy as well. Um, I also think this does, I don't know that it helps brilliantly DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, but it, it intrigues you enough that you're not, I'm not benching them in any formats right now, unless you are. No, I don't think that it hurts them at all. I mean, no. it, to me personally, I mean, were, were you really that excited about PJ Walker under center? No, I mean, like no. Sam Darnold showed some moments and glimpses, but he really cooled off before he suffered that injury to his shoulder. So, I mean, it's, I'm fine with Cam Newton coming back in. Now, granted, I mean, it's a little bit different offensive system than when he left originally because Matt Rule let him go the season that he began as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. But all that being said, I mean, it's Joe Brady who's the offensive coordinator there for for Carolina, and I trust in Joe Brady, and he knows what he's got in Cam Newton. And, and, you know, when you look back at Christian McCaffrey, even when he played with Cam Newton back in 2018 for a majority of that full season, finishes the running back two in PPR. So, I mean, he'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be absolutely fine. Um, and then also, I I did see that Terrace Marshall got a touchdown last weekend, but it got called back. So he's also someone that I was really high on in the preseason. I loved him as a rookie. I just thought he coming in was going to be fantastic. So fingers crossed, something deep dynasty. I'm I'm just hoping for good things. You know, Look, I'm hoping Marshall. for good things to be on my bench. But like I'm just saying, like I'm hoping for good things. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall will be just fine. Uh, <laughs> he's a longer play anyway in Dynasty. I mean, you kind of knew it was going to be fighting for targets if Christian McCaffrey was healthy, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. So yeah. his time will come. But if Cam Newton does give that offense a little bit more juice, um, we could see some at least flex-worthy weeks of Terrace Marshall moving forward. Yeah, definitely flex worthy moments going forward. Um, all right, let's go ahead and talk a little bit. I just want before we get to this game, I wanted to bring up the Chargers Steelers game because, of course, we talked about your Bucks. We're going to talk about my Steelers. That's just how it goes. Um, kind of hoping this is a sneaky shootout game. And I feel like I've actually said this kind of a lot about different matchups like this, but I really would love for all the receiving weapons in this matchup to go off. And I think all the fantasy managers would love that. I think the defenses actually would kind of allow it too, because the Steelers have been very beatable in the secondary. And I feel like the chargers have not been the chargers lately either. They kind of haven't really hit the mark. They should be on both. So I'm hoping for a sneaky shootout game in this one. And I'm also thinking that because I said you could drop Mike Williams in my Stockwatch article this week, I'm thinking he's going to go off because I said to get rid of him. <laughs> Look, I mean, even last week he dropped a touchdown pass, right? It went like right through his yes. hands. Uh, and he's still a big play threat. He's just that volatility that we've seen throughout most of his NFL career that was kind of absent through the first month of the season. Yeah. It's come back up in a big way. So, uh, I mean, he's kind of regressed back to the mean, so to say. But, um, yeah, I think that the Chargers offense, which is one that has been a little bit inconsistent outside of, like, Eckler's been playing really well. Um, yeah. I mean, 
he hasn't necessarily been the most efficient on the ground in every single outing, but Eckler still had plenty to contribute in the passing game. Keenan Allen, by the way, is starting to heat up a little bit. So I yeah. think he's going to do his thing. Um, you know, and then it really does matter whether TJ Watt plays because does, yeah. he's a game wrecker. I mean, he is arguably right there with Miles My- Garrett as the best edge rusher in the in the league. If you say he is, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, so if he plays, the defense looks completely different. Um, I, I do expect a little bit whole, I expect a higher scoring affair than, than most think though. Uh, but Ben Roethlisberger that, you know, the Steelers, their offense, they just tied the Detroit lions and only the Detroit lions can snap their losing streak by not winning. <laughs> That that storyline right there was kind of hilarious to me. Like the only way they could snap their losing streak is this tie. But I did not like that it happened against my Steelers. That was brutal. And it was a brutal game. That was rough. I mean, no one deserved to win that game. No one. Conditions yeah. sucked. Everything sucked. Everything was just. All bad. I mean, Pat Fryermuth, you know, just kind of like it was symbolic of both teams, like just refusing to win the football game where he fumbles and that ball. Normally nine times out of 10, it probably bounces out of bounds and set it like anchors down right along the sideline and you know recovers it for the line and that's it all she wrote so (laughs) weird game weird game it was a very weird game but let's go ahead and talk about the thursday night matchup Uh. of the patriots versus the falcons with winview games Love Winview. Guys, go ahead and go over to winview.tv slash doc. Get a hundred dollars deposit match on your first deposit. It's super fun. We're gonna go through all these questions here and every week we go through 10 questions. And they're yes, no questions, and they're fantastic, and can't wait to kick it off. With this first one, New England wins the game by seven or more points I'm right off say, the bat. Yeah, I'm going to say no. I, I I know New England's been playing really good football. Uh, I think they've rattled off, what, four straight wins? I mean, yeah. basically since they lost to Brady, um, they've been doing nothing but winning. Um, while I do expect New England to win Atlanta, I think – which has been a competitive team throughout most of this season. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think that they respond in what was an embarrassing loss against the Dallas Cowboys and, the, and they're at home. So for those two reasons, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is a closer game than, than seven points. Really? Yeah. It's going to be really hard for me to click. No on this. Cause I do feel like the Patriots are going to win by much more. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson went off last week. Kendrick Bourne has been looking fantastic. They have Damian Harris back. Patriots have, full go of all their weapons and i just feel like they're they're rolling i just I, it, it, hey you do you this is your account so i mean if you're gonna sit here and say hey i'm i think they're gonna kick the falcons ass then i'm okay with that because it's an nfc south opponent go bucks yeah well i'm definitely gonna say that they're they're gonna beat them by more than seven points okay all i right. just i can't not can't not. all right on to the next one both teams combined to score 48 or more points in this game I mean that's a high total. Uh, that is I'm a high total. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna take the under on this one. Yeah, I think it's, I think it could hit 40, but 48 is just a little bit too much. So I agree with you there. See, look, we're back to agreeing, isn't that? Adorable? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Atlanta rushes for more total yards than New England in this game. Uh, no, no, I think that New England's offense really is a team that commits to the running game on a consistent basis, in particular. Cordero Patterson is not going to be available now. He's questionable as of this yep. moment. Um, but if Patterson, who's 
been pretty efficient on both the ground and, you know, contributing in the passing attack. Uh, if he is unavailable, I mean, we're going to see probably a lot of Wayne Gallman. And, and Mike uh, Davis a little bit. And Mike Davis. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll pass on, on that narrative. I, I think New England outrushes Atlanta. I agree. Wait, I just had to reread oh, it. It's, so a, it's, a no, it's a no, it's a yeah. No. Okay. I was like, this was one of those things where it's like, oh, this is why I had a terrible SAT score. It's the reading comprehension. <laughs> yeah. I, I, let's not talk about my SAT score. <laughs> let's, I'm an art major and I'm just going to leave it at that. Yep. All right. Number four, either team scores 17 or more points in any quarter of the game. This is a weird one. I don't feel like this, this doesn't feel like a matchup that's going to have one quarter that goes off like this. I think it's very hard to predict, uh, you know, like one team just randomly going off in the second quarter, unless you're doing like deep dives into analytics and how many points they average per quarter and no thanks. Uh, I'm just going to say no. Yeah, I agree. That feels like, it feels like there's going to have to be a touchdown on either side, plus like a defensive stop with a pick six or it feels like a lot of things have to go right to make that happen. So I agree. Nope. Next yeah. one. Number five, both teams combined to record four or more total sacks in the game. I'll say yes on that. Um, you know, if your prediction of New England getting out in front of Matt Ryan and the Falcons proves to be true, um, I think they'll be able to get after Matty Ice. Uh, and I think Mac Jones will get sacked at once in this game. So, yeah, I, four is pretty easy to get to. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, on to number six. Any defensive player records 10 or more total tackles in the game. Yeah, I'll say uh, my prediction on who it would be is Deion Jones. So okay. um, Falcons linebacker or, you know, actually there there's a lot of, you know, Deion Jones isn't the only notable linebacker in in Atlanta right now, by the way. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that there's a, an opportunity for a couple of different players that could potentially, I mean, in particular, if the Patriots are running the football as much as I expect them to in this game to kind of control the clock and control the pace, uh, I could definitely see a, I could see someone going over 10 tackles, just to put it that way. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. On to the next, number seven, both teams combined pass for 525 or more total yards in the game. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say no. Uh, I, I don't know if I see Matt Ryan going bonkers in this game. And there's a lot of data that kind of suggests that Mac Jones can play winning football by throwing for less than 200 yards. So yeah. 525 is kind of high to hit. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, just looking back, I mean, even though Matt Ryan had a terrible week last week, he still had 117 yards, so he gets you there. But in a game where the Patriots absolutely just destroyed the opposing team last week in the Browns, uh, yeah, Mac Jones only had 198 yards and three passing touchdowns, so he doesn't need to throw for 300 yards to get the win. And I don't, And I don't feel like that offensive scheme is ever going to be one where he's going to have a crazy number of of yards. I mean, only one game this year did Mac Jones throw for over 300 yards. Everything else is under. So, yeah, I agree. This That's just, that's too high. That's too, too high. high. No, thank you. No. no. Not happening. All right. Either team rushes for two or more touchdowns in this game. Uh, Yeah, I, I'll actually say New England does. Um, yeah. Whether it's Stevenson, whether it's Damian Harris, whether it's some sort of combination of the two, I, I, I think the Patriots will run for two two touchdowns. I 100% agree with that. They have both their running backs. And then 
I mean, and obviously Ramondre Stevenson had a fantastic game last week. And yeah, definitely going to happen. It's going to happen. Should I use my one shot on this? Uh, yeah. By the way, I, I I think that I've been doing the whole one one shot thing wrong. Yeah. I think you're supposed to. That's risk free. So if you're really confused about one, that's where you actually use that. So I'm sorry for giving everybody the incorrect strategy. I thought it was like a, a booster where you get an extra seven fifty. No, it's just risk free. So, <laughs> um, sure though, we can use it on this. Yeah. Okay. Well, good to know. We've been doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, I, damn it. Oh, well. Hashtag analysis. Hashtag analysis. All right, number nine. Kendrick Bourne records the most receptions in this game. No, I'm going to go. I'm going with Kyle Pitts. I mean, I do feel like Kyle Pitts is going to get the most coverage in this one because, you know, Belichick's going to if if, Cordell, if Patterson is out, he's going to absolutely just smite the receiving game in pits because he is probably their best player um do you like how i did smite <laughs> I, I yes i did <laughs> don't smite me <laughs> well this is belichick and what he does you know he does this to players um but i agree i don't think it's kendrick Bourne that gets the most receptions i think there's a couple other players that that it could be i mean you're you're I'd, i'll take the field like let's let's put it yeah. that way it's yeah. not Devontae Adams. We're talking about Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not really the same. Um, so no, I definitely agree with you on that one. Last one. Mac Jones completes 26 or more passes in this game. No. Again, high. That's gaudy amount of completions. Yeah, he doesn't uh, need to make that many passes. Right. I mean, it's one if you were to say attempts, then I'd have a little bit harder time. I'd probably say yes, because that's that's a low number for an NFL football game nowadays. But 26, I mean, that's – I mean, just look at the – I mean, I always just say just look at the data. Like, I mean, yeah. how many times – Last week he completed 19 of 23. So, and again, that was one where they were absolutely rolling and he had three passing touchdowns. He just doesn't need to throw that many times. They're going to use let game script dictate a lot. They're going to have – they're going to waste the clock with rushing yards. They're he's just not going to be chucking it across the field. If this had been Matt Ryan completes 26 or more passes in this game, then I'd say maybe because he has to air it out so much more when they're behind, but I just don't feel that Mac Jones has to do that. I mean, when you look at over since week 4, Mac Jones hasn't completed 26 passes in a game. So I mean, and that's a pretty lengthy sample size. We're talking six straight games. So, so um, no. I say no. Me personally, I'm saying no. Making the prediction. Don't uh. think it's going to happen. It is done. Thank you, Winview, for being a participant in this and for sponsoring us. We absolutely love it. Give Guys, us a Win platform to be able to talk football. Thank you, Winview. <laughs> Thank you, Winview. We appreciate it. We love it. We love our football. Um, obviously, I think we both can say that we feel like, you know, the Patriots are going to walk away with this one in a winning column, right? I'm... Yes, although I think it's going to be closer than you think. <laughs> you think it's going to be closer? Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a close game. I think Matt. I think Matt Ryan will keep. Him, I mean, at home in Atlanta, I think he'll keep him. I think he'll keep him close. I think it's going to be boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my job to make it not boring. So, thanks. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for listening to Fancy Debate with Sam and Tate. Check out all the other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as the premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members only discord right here at drrota.com.
Absolutely. And until next time, everybody, enjoy your boring football game, according to Sam tonight. Later, says the tater. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and 